somebody say glory. Can you say glory three times? Hallelujah. Tell the person next to you, be seated, but please don't be defeated. So Genesis 22, thank you so much, ma'am, for stirring that up. I, I tell you what, my whole body is on fire. I can feel heat from the top of my head all the way through my hands. Hello? And that's healing. Amen? And I didn't, you know, I wanted you to worship, but I just went and prayed for a couple of people. I'm still, we're going to pray for people here, you know, in a, in a not too long distance future here as we go through ministry. <laughs> So just stay tuned. I, 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 I can feel this strong, strong anointing. Amen. Genesis 22 verse uh, 17. In blessing, I will bless you. And multiplying, I will multiply you. I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. Amen. Amen. Glory be to God. Genesis uh, 24, 24. The first verse says that and Abraham was old, well advanced in age. And the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. Amen. Amen. And then we, we move down to verse 15. And it happened before he had finished speaking that behold, Rebekah was born to Bethuel, son of Malchah, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother, came out with a pitcher on her shoulder. And now the young woman was very beautiful to behold, a virgin, no man had known her. And she went down the well, filled her pitcher and came up. All right. Glory be to God. And verse 63, and Isaac went out to meditate in the field in the evening, and he lifted his eyes and looked, and there, somebody said, and there, somebody said, it's after me, the camels were coming. Amen. Then Rebecca lifted her eyes, and she saw Isaac. She dismounted from the camel, for she had said to her servant, who is this man walking in the field to meet us? The servant said, it's my master. She took a veil and covered herself. Amen. Tell your, tell your neighbor, my camels are coming. Tell your other neighbor, my camels are here. So Isaiah uh, 60, 60, beginning on the uh, sixth verse, Isaiah 60 to sixth verse. The multitudes of camels shall cover your land, the dromedaries of Median and Ephah, and all those from Sheba, all, say all those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and incense, and they shall proclaim the praises of the Lord. Amen. Praise be to God. Just stand up one more time if you can. Uh, and just raise your hands towards heaven. Let's make this prophetic uh, decoration together tonight. 
Say this with me. Say, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come before you. I boldly declare that I believe in the supernatural. I believe in miracles. This evening, Lord, I ask you to give me eyes to see, ears to hear, a heart to receive, a will to obey, and faith to act. In the name of Jesus, I take my position in Christ and I take authority over every spirit that does not confess the name of Jesus. I command them to leave this place and I declare that this place is an open heaven. The spirit of God is free to move. The angels of God are ascending and descending. They are going to and fro to execute the commands of God's word. We say preach Holy Spirit. Teach Holy Spirit. Prophesy Holy Spirit. Heal the sick God. Do what only you can do. And take all the glory. In the matchless name of Jesus. Can you burn with a shout today and say amen? Hallelujah. Tell the person next to you, you may be seated, but please don't be defeated. Tell the, isn't it awesome to have like a packed house tonight? Many of you came back. Praise be to God. Um, Tell the person next to you, my camels are coming. Tell the other neighbor, my camels are here. Tell your neighbor, so if your camels are here, you need to unpack your camels. <laughs> you need to unpack them. Amen. Glory be to God. Um, we started this morning. We introduced this message. I'm just going to give you just a quick synoptical review and dive into and go a little bit further today. And we're going to have a special time of prayer and, and, and let just the spirit of God move right after, after that. So... Um, the choosing of Isaac bride is one of the most amazing, beautiful story that has ever been recorded. In this story, we have this amazing story. We have the facts and we have the figures. We have the records and we have the representation. Um, we have the narrative. We have the illustration we have the explanation and we have the application. So we begin to understand that Abraham typifies. He's a type and shadow of God the Father. In him offering his son Isaac on the altar. And we start to understand that Isaac is a type of shadow of Christ. Number one, in his miraculous conception, we understand that uh, Sarah didn't conceive him until she was, you know, 90 and gave birth till she was 90. And Abraham, you know, was 100. Thank you for your support. There's a lot of hope for people in this room. And, and, and so he's a type and shadow of Christ um, in his conception in his miraculous conception and birth but also in him being offered 
on the sacri- uh, on the altar as his father Abraham offered him on the altar and was ready. Actually, you, you read Hebrew. He was trusting that God was able to raise him from the dead. So in his eyes, Isaac was already dead. All right. And then Rebecca uh, is a type and shadow of the church, the bride of Christ. All right. And so Eliezer, Abraham's servant who goes out on this mission to look for this bride it's a type of shadow of the Holy Spirit. His name Eliezer simply means that God has helped in, in the Hebrew. And we understand that Jesus said, I will not leave you alone, but I will send you a helper. Yeah. All right? A helper. So we have the facts. We have the figure. We have the record. We have the representation. We have the narrative. We have the illustration, the explanation, and the application. I think it is very significant. There's a lot of prophetic significance. Just like Abraham is working out his destiny, there's a lot of prophetic taps and shadow and significance as you and I are following, are taking our destiny step towards the purpose and destiny of God. Now, Abraham is one of those, he's the father of our faith. Hello? Now, the scripture tells us that, so he lives, he obeys God when he's 75. That's when most people actually would consider retirement. If you're here, don't raise your hand. This is not an altar call. Tell somebody, don't retire. Refire. Why? You're never too old to have a new vision from God. You're never too old to have another dream. Come on, somebody. So he's, he's obeying God, but it's not just like staying in the same geographical location. He's going to a land where he doesn't know where he's going. He doesn't know where he's going and he's just trusting God to lead him. And so in this process, you know, he needs, you know, the Bible says that the Lord bless Abraham in all things. Somebody say all things. What is the prophetic significance of that? It simply means that you can be blessed in one area and not be blessed in another. You can be blessed in finances, but struggling in your health. You can be blessed in your health. A lot of people have good health, but they have problems with their finances. You can be blessed in your health, in your finances, and have problems in your relationships and family. Hello? You can be blessed, you know. So you can be blessed in one area and not be blessed in the other area. But the Bible says Abraham was blessed in all things. How many of you are believing that the Lord is taking you into a season where you're going to have an all around, all thing types of blessing? Come on. The same God that heals you is the same God that blesses your finances. It's the same God that blesses your family. It's the same God that blesses you. I wish Mr. Amen was still in the building. It's the same God, glory a better God that will bless your children and your grand. I believe God for all things type of blessing. Come on somebody. But something is still missing. So when he obeyed God in sacrificing his son, so the Lord stopped him as he was about to take the knife to kill Isaac. And there came the prophetic word. Because you've done this thing. Somebody said, because you've done this thing. What thing? He took him 25 years to believe God for a son. Hello? And God is asking it back. Most people will say, get, get it behind me, Satan. Not Abraham. He's obeying God. He's putting God first. Hello? 
And the Lord said to him, because you've done this thing, because you put me first, he said, in blessing, that's the word barak, which means to bow down, to worship. Hello? So you put me first, in barak, I will barak you. Now that's the same word to bow down to the worship, but God is a higher authority. God doesn't bow down to us. But what it literally means is that because you put me first, I am going to put you first. Hello? And then he goes on and said, in multiplying, I will multiply, I will multiply you, I'll multiply your descendant. So that word multiply, if you look that carefully, you know, it has, a, it has several words. And actually it's the word rabbi, but then it has a root word. It's actually rabbah. And then it has another root word called rababa. Not to, to bother you too much with etymology and word study. It basically means I will multiply. It. One, of, one of them says I'll reign abund- exceeding abundance over you, accumulation over you. And ultimately it means I will multiply you by 10,000 millions. Hello? I will multiply you by 10,000 million. If you, if you don't even want to, you know, uh, go into deep study, just look at the words that uh, all, when Rebecca was living, actually this one is actually literally translated in English in your Bible. When Rebecca was living in Genesis 24, when they start to pray over her, they literally are praying the same prayer that the prophetic word that Abraham received. Literally, is it, let's just, just in case, you know, so, you know, sometimes, you know, people are like, well, you know, show me where this is, this, this, this is in the Bible or whatever. But yeah, what I told you is in the original language, but let me even show it to you in your, uh, in, in, in your English, in your, in your English Bible there, you know, when, when they're praying, um, for, for Rebecca in Genesis, uh, chapter, uh, chapter 24, 24, verse 60, and they blessed Rebecca and they said, our sister, may you become the mother of thousands of 10,000 and may your descendants possess the gate. It's the same word, basically, verbatim. Hello? So the Lord said to Abraham, I will multiply you by 10,000 millions. But in order for this prophetic word to come to pass, Isaac needs a woman. When a man loves a woman. <laughs> we just did a marriage seminar, so we're selling the vibe. So he needs to have a wife. And Isaac and his future wife needs to have kids. In order for the Barak, Rabbah, and Rababa to take place. Hello? Now, Abraham is 140 years old. And Isaac is 40 years old. Now, in our day, that's, you know, people say, the time is, has gone. Hello? He's been believing God, you can say, 40 years. It was another 25 years before Isaac was born. 40 plus 25, so He's been on this faith journey for at least 65 years. And some people can't even believe in God. They can't even believe God for one week. Hello? So, somebody say pressure. 
Isaac is 40 years old. And he's believing God for this Barak thing to take place. Abraham is believing God. And so the scripture tells us, we read it today in Genesis 24, says Isaac goes out in the field at the evening tide, in the evening, and he's meditating. What is he meditating on? They didn't have the word of God that Moses wrote, but he's probably meditating on what his dad told him. Because his dad says, son, you can't get married with one of them girls over here. You know, we don't want to pollute the seed. Hello? So he's 40 years old. He probably wants to have a wife, wants to have a woman, and all of that. And so he's meditating. He's believing. He's seeking. He's in the field. And suddenly as he's meditating, he's lifting up his eyes. And what did he see? He saw the camels coming. Come on, somebody. And who was riding on the back of the camels? Rebecca. Come on. The Rabab, the Barak, Rabab, Rababa blessing, come on, was fulfilled. How? Coming on the back, riding on the back of the camels. Glory be to God. Tell somebody the camels are coming. I don't know who I'm preaching to. Abraham and Isaac represent people in need. People standing on the promise. People that receive a word from God. Believing God for a miracle. You can say that Abraham has been standing, come on, for 65 years. Believing God for this breakthrough. And how did the breakthrough came about? It came riding on the back of the camels. Somebody has been believing God for a breakthrough. Believing God for a miracle. And this is becoming a prophetic word for your situation. And I was praying about this and I heard the Lord saying, tell my people the camels are coming. Come on, Charles Finney said there will be no revival if Mr. Amen, Mr. Wet Eye are not present in the meeting. And I said there will be no revival if Mr. Amen, Mr. Hallelujah and Mrs. Glory are not present in the meeting. Hello? Are you here to spectate tonight? Are you here to pontificate tonight? Are you here to speculate? Some people come to church to spectate. Some people come to church to pontificate. Some people come to church to speculate. But God is looking for someone that will come to participate. Can you say amen with fire? Can you say glory with fire? Can you say hallelujah with fire tonight? And I'm here to prophesy to somebody today. The word of the Lord is you might not have been waiting for 65 years. Some of you five years, three years. But the word of the Lord is the camels are coming. The camel, come on, the camels are coming. Hey, my daughter Destiny, I was preaching about this in Italy and somebody gave her a gift and there was a gift. There was a little camel in it and when she opened it and she yelled from the back of the building, she said, Daddy, the camels are not coming. The camels are here. Come on, somebody. Say, my camels are here. So Isaiah 60 verse 6 prophesy, he said in the last days, what will happen? He says, multitudes of 
camels shall cover your lands. Hey, and what is a camel? It's a type and shadow of a transporter of God's blessing. Oh, it's a mechanism of delivery of God's promises in your life. So camels will come in form of people. Hello? Listen, people are not our source. People are resource. But God is going to leverage. People are not our source. People are resource. God is a source. But God is going to leverage relationship to bless you. Come on, somebody. Hey, they are not your source. They are the resource. So camel will come in a form of source. They will come, they'll come in a, in a form of people. They will come in a form of a, of a worker, a neighbor, someone that you meet by divine appointment. Hello? They will come in a form, glory be to God, of enemies. Where is David when I need him? Before Goliath, David was a nobody. The king would not never pay attention to David unless it was for Goliath. Hello? Before, come on, before Goliath, David was an average shepherd boy. But the fight against Goliath put, separated David from all the shepherds. Come on, put David on the lamb line. I don't know who I'm preaching to. A giant in your life is an indication that God is about to elevate you. A giant in front of you is an indication, glory be to God, that promotion is about to be released. Come on. Oh, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? I shall fear no evil. He set a table in front of my enemy and anoint my head with oil. Psalm 23. Oh, get ready. When an enemy shows up, come on, get ready for a table. Hey, a table is a top and a shadow of a provision. When an enemy shows up, get ready for an anointing to come over your head. Come on. Oh, God is about to weaponize that thing that was supposed to be a stumbling block. God will turn it into a stepping stone. Hey, God is about to use the storm. Come on, the same storm that destroyed everything was the same storm that lifted the ark of Noah. I'm about to tell you that the circumstance that was supposed to bring you down, God is going to weaponize this in this season to lift you up. Oh, your camels are coming. They are coming in a form of enemies. They are coming in a form of people. They are coming in a form of circumstances. And it's not the first time that you see God using an animal as a mechanism of delivery for his provision. Talk to me, Elijah, when there was a famine in the land, God, come on, use a raven. Hallelujah. A raven. You think about ravens now. Ravens are scavengers. So for a raven to take food for somebody else, it was a lot of personal discipline. Come on, somebody. It was a lot of mental, you know, sharpness, acuity. It was a lot of focus and discipline. God had to reverse the internal code of the bird. Had to reverse engineer the DNA of the bird. So that he could take this and say, well, that's not for me. That's for the man of God. Come on, somebody. 
Think about the degree of difficulty it was for the bird, a scavenger, to take food and bring it to somebody else. Not one time, but twice a day. We don't know for how long, but something was happening. This was a a miracle. That is becoming a prophetic word for somebody today. Come on. God is going to use people that don't even like you to bless you. I don't even know why I'm doing this. I don't really like this church, but here's a, here's a hundred thousand dollars. I don't even know why I'm doing this. I don't even like your business, but here's a contract. Come on. I don't even know why I'm doing this, but here's a car. I don't even know why I'm doing this. I don't even like you, but here is, come on, the open door. Here is the favor. Get ready in this season. I'm prophesying. God is going to reverse engineers some of your relationship. When a man's way pleases the Lord, he will make his enemies his friends. Come on. God is about to turn the tide. God is about to flip the script. Somebody has been manipulating and trying to go behind the scene to spiritually assassinate you. But God is about to release counter decoration. Hey, when David heard that Ahitophel, one of the top counselors of Israel, who was, the Bible says his words were like oracles of God. When he joined side with, 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 uh, with Absalom, who was trying to spiritually assassinate David and take the kingdom from him. Here's what David prayed. He said, may the Lord turn the counsel of Ahitophel into foolishness. God is about to turn the counsel of every spiritual assassin into foolishness. God is about to weaponize. Come on. What they're trying to throw at you is going to boom around and come back and work for you. Come on. I don't know if somebody is getting this. I am prophesying to your money. I am prophesying to your relationship. I am prophesying to your ministry. I am prophesying to your future. Get ready. The camels are coming and the camels are here. Shout glory three times. So what did the the camel carry? They carry gold? That's wealth? Hello? Well, are you just saying that God's just going to make us rich for the sake of gaining rich? Now listen, this is not, it's not just about dollar and cents, but that is part of it. But it's not also just about getting you rich for the sake of getting you rich. God said, don't get it twisted. I can do it in one night. God can make you a millionaire in one night. He did it before. Come on. Before the Exodus, he told every Israeli slave, ask for articles of gold and silver to your neighbors. And I will give you favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Hey, one of the biggest wealth transferred in the history of the world happened in one night. Come on, somebody. And I'm telling you, in 24 hours, get God can get you out of debt. Come on. I wonder if Mr. Amen has left the building. I said in 24 hours, God can get you out of debt. 
with no sweat. Come on. In 24 hours, come on, there can be a wealth transferred. Hey, in 24 hours, God can give you favor and open a door. Come on, somebody. Hey, in 24 hours, something can shift in the realm of the spirit. Glory be to God. In 24 hours, God can send a camel. Hey. Not just one camel, two camels. There'll be multitudes of camels covering your land. But don't get it twisted. Why did he get him rich in one night? It was not just for the sake of getting rich. They were about to step into their purpose. Which was to possess the promised land. So you get blessed. Come on, the camels are coming with the gold. Come on. The wealth to help you step into your purpose. Hello? Wealth with purpose. Hello? Glory be to God. They didn't just carry wealth. They carry, they carry incense. What is that? The anointing. When the Magi, the three wise, the, the wise men came to visit Jesus. The Bible doesn't say that they rode on camel. But when you, hear, you read history, it says that they came with a caravan of camels. They need to have protection. They're wealthy people and they drove from a far away country. They came with a caravan of camels. And what was the camel carrying? They were carrying gold, incense, frankincense, myrrh. Myrrh and frankincense, they have property for healing. It's a type and shadow for healing. Hello? So the camels didn't just carry the gold, not just the incense, but they also carry, glory be to God, the healing. Glory be to God. Hey, get ready, come on, for the healing power to be released in a new dimension. Get ready for the anointing to search. Get ready for the power to search. The camels are coming and the camels are here. The question then becomes, how, if the camels are here, how do you unpack your camels? And, and I'm here to talk about it. I'm glad you asked the question. So we started to talk about this this morning. Hello? We have to learn how to unpack the camels. Rebecca on mountain from the camel. The camel was unpacked. When Eliezer get to the brothers, uh, the brothers, the brother of Abraham, they unpack the camels. When the camels are here, you got to learn how to unpack your camel. Hello? And one of the first thing that you have to do, we begin to talk about it this morning. I just gave you a little portion of that. Is that you have to learn how to yield to the Holy Spirit. You have to position yourself. One of the way you unpack the camel is by positioning yourself. By yielding to the Holy Spirit. Abraham is 140 years old. He cannot make the journey. It is too far. Hello? How does he position himself? He gets some help. Hello? Eliezer. Which means God has help. Tap and shout of the Holy Spirit. Goes out. To help Abraham. Get this thing done. Jesus said the Holy Spirit. Is your helper. It's better for me to go. Than to stay. I will send you. Another one. 
one of the same kind. The Holy Spirit. Glory be to God. But you got to position yourself to receive help from the Holy Spirit by yielding to the Holy Spirit. Abraham had help from Eliezer. Eliezer positioned himself by the well. And he prays. And watching, start to watch God move. Rebecca, she yielded, I believe, by showing up to the well. Come on, somebody. Glory be to God. Somebody said, the Holy Spirit is my helper. The Holy Spirit will help me unpack my camel. Well, there are primarily two reasons why God's children do not experience the move of God. Hello? Number one, failure to believe that the Holy Spirit is moving. Hello? And the reason why we fail to believe it is because we have unbelief. Hello? Somebody can look at me, preachers, camels, I come in, what is this? Hello? Unbelief. We don't have a prophetic aptitude to catch things in the spirit. We don't have a prophetic sensitivity to latch onto what God is saying and releasing our faith. Failure to believe that the spirit is moving. And that comes from unbelief. And Daddy Hagen, can I Hagen Senior, here's what he said. He said they are primarily, uh, primarily two types of unbelief. He said the first type of unbelief is unbelief that is based on the lack of knowledge of God's word. Unbelief based on ignorance. Hello? And then he says the cure for that type of unbelief is knowledge of the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And then he said the second type of unbelief is just not being persuaded to act on the word that you already know. Hello? The children of Israel, they had a promise that God was giving them a promised land. But the reason they kept wandering around around the wilderness and complaining, come on, they were not persuaded to act on that word. And many times the reason why we don't experience the power, the miracle, and the supernatural move of God, even though we know that God is a healer, that God is a provider, is because we are not persuaded to act on the word and we are in disobedience. And Daddy Hagen said that the cure for that type of unbelief is obedience. Obedience to God's word. So the first first reason why people don't experience the move of the spirit is failure to believe that the spirit is moving somebody shout the spirit is moving oh I may not feel it but the spirit is moving the spirit is moving eyes have not seen you may not see it ears have not heard you may not hear it oh the things that the spirit has prepared for those who love him but the spirit has revealed them to us for the spirit search all things knows all things even the very deep things of God it is not 
not by might. It is not by power, but it is by my spirit. You got to believe in the move of the Holy Ghost because when you yield, come on, Romans chapter 8 verse 26 says, when we don't know how to pray, the spirit will help us. Hallelujah. The spirit will help us in our weakness. Oh, weakness, asthenia in the Greek. It also means infirmity, but it also means inability to produce results. And the word help is a Greek word, sonantelabanai, pronounced sonantelabano, which means to come together against. Glory be to God. To come together against. Glory be to God. In the midst of your inability to produce results, when you yield to the Holy Ghost, the Spirit will come together with you against your inability to produce results, against your sickness, against your limitation. Oh, you got to yield to the Spirit and the spirit will help you unpack the gold hey the wealth unpack the frankincense hell the anointing unpack glory be to God the myrrh the healing power of God hey the same spirit hey that raised Christ from the dead lives on the inside of you Come on, if you ever had an apple when apple first came out back in the day it was something special Hello Something special when Apple came out. Hello? So, you know, people line up to get Apple, to get the iPhone. That's what I'm talking about. But then Apple, uh, Apple, uh, iPhone, I say Apple, iPhone 3, iPhone 4, iPhone 5. We are now Apple, iPhone what? 14. And all those were cool back then. They look like dinosaurs today. Hello? And the thing about Apple is that they come up with a new upgrade, system upgrade, a new software. They come up with a new, a new phone. And then you start to look obsolete. And then sometimes they ask you to have a software upgrade. And then your phone slows down. I wonder if it's a financial scheme or something so you can buy the next thing. Hello? Thank you for your support. And so if you have, if you have Apple 6 and somebody has an Apple 14, you can't come in and try to say, hey, I got Apple too. You know, yeah, I got my iPhone too. You kind of feel like, hey, I'm left behind in the dust. And they always have future upgrades because they always come up with new technology. Hello? I thank God that in the kingdom of God, <laughs> there's no upgraded, up, uh, there's no upgrade for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for your support. We don't need a new Holy Spirit. We don't need an upgraded version of the Holy Spirit. Come on, the Bible says it's the same spirit. Hey, 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 hey. It's the same spirit. He was there at creation. He was there during the Azusa Street Revival. He was there on Pentecost. He was there throughout history. He was there, come on, to help Abraham. He is here to help you. So when he moves, come on, you better believe that he's moving. Hey, not only that, you better believe that he's moving. You better yield when he's moving. Hello? Failure to believe that the spirit is moving. And failure to yield when the spirit is moving are the two primary reasons why the children of God don't experience the power of God. Hello? Very important. You know, when when we fly, we just flew back 
in the U.S. because uh, we have a base in, in Belgium, Central Europe, and a base in Dallas. And the last four months, we've been on the road traveling around Europe in different countries doing ministry. It was incredible. And so we flew from Paris, France, to Dallas. It's interesting. We've done the route many times. Uh, when you fly uh, from Paris to Dallas, it's the same distance, but it seems to be shorter. So from, 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 from Paris to Dallas, it's faster. It's longer. It's longer. It's longer from Dallas to Paris. It's shorter. Why? Somebody say, tailwind, headwind. Hello? Same distance. But when the plane has a tailwind, it goes faster. But when it has a headwind, it goes slower. Going faster means you have momentum because of the wind. Come on. You burn less fuel and it is easier because you have help along the way. Come on, somebody. When the Holy Ghost, come on, on the day of Pentecost, there was a sound like a mighty rushing wind. Hey, when the spirit is moving, glory be to God, you got to tell when. Hey, and sometimes it happened in worship. We got to tell when. That's why I jump in and start to pray and call different people and lay hands on them. You got to tell when. And the tell when makes it easier. Easier to preach. Easier, come on, to prophesy. Easier to sing. Easier to worship. Easier to be in church and listen to a message because the oil is flowing. Hello? But what happens when an airplane gets there earlier? The control tower regulates air traffic, uh, air traffic. And so what happens, you know, they schedule the landing of different aircrafts. So when the, the plane arrives earlier, there's no landing strip available. So what do they do? They put you on a holding pattern. Go around. Hello? Because something else is on the schedule. Hello? And many times in our lives, when the wind is blowing, we act like spiritual control towers. Hello? I don't have time for that. I know God is moving. I know I feel this thing, but I, I, I got to go. I got to go. I don't have the time. Hello? Spiritual control towers. We're putting God on a holding pattern. God wants to do in our lives more than we want for him. But he can't compete with a baseball game. With a real housewife. With American got talent. Or whoever is doing whatever. Come on. He said to the disciple, can you tarry with me for an hour? Hello, we do this outside of the church and we do it even in church. We don't make room for him to move. You'll be amazed at how many churches today in the United States will not even have revival services like we have here every year. Why? They are not given a place for the Holy Spirit to land. They're afraid of what was going to happen. Hello? 
Come on. We are here today to ground every spiritual control tower in our lives. Come on. We are opening up the landing strip. Come on. In our heart, in our mind, in California, in Stockton, California. We say, do it again. Oh, we unpack the camel. We say, release the healing. Release the frankincense. Release all the anointing, the incense. Release the gold. Release the wealth. Release the power. Release the anointing. Release the camels are coming and the camels are here. Come on, this is the year where we are going to unpack the camels. I refuse to be a spiritual control tower. I say, bless me, Lord. I'm going to put you first. Why did God bless Abraham? He put him first. Hello? He gave him a landing strip. That altar, he put his best on the altar and said, God, I know it took me 25 to 25 years to get this blessing, but I'm giving it back to you. I am putting you first. And God said, because you're putting me first, I'm going to take it and I'm going to press it down. I'm going to shake it together. I'm going to multiply it and I'm going to give it back to you. I'm going to barack you. I'm going to rabbi you. I'm going to rabbi you. I'm going to multiply you by 10,000 millions. Come on, somebody. Many of us want to be blessed. We want God to rababa us, but we want Barak God. Hello? Shout, I'm going to put in first this year. Say like you believe it. Shout, I refuse to be a spiritual control tower. I'm going to put him first. Come on. I'm going to barack God in my finances. I'm going to give. I'm going to barack God put in first. Come on in my relationship. How I deal with the opposite sex. I'm going to barack God in how I dress. I'm going to barack God in my church attendance. I'm going to barack God in how I treat my children. I'm going to barack God. I'm going to put him first in how I treat my spouse. I'm going bar- to multiply my devotion. Multiply my priority. Multiply my obedience, multiply my giving, multiply my passion for souls, multiply. And God said, if you put me first in blessing, I will bless you. If you barack me, I will barack you. Oh, in blessing, I will bless you. In multiplying, I will multiply you. 10,000 millions. Come on, somebody. Somebody said that's Old Testament. Okay, here's your New Testament, Testament scripture. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all those things shall be added unto you. Shout glory three times. Shout my camels are here. My camels are here. I'll pack my camels. By yielding to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you are welcome. You are welcome. Help me in my thinking. Help help me in my prayer. Give me the mind of Christ. Somebody shout, my mind is rested. My mind is reset. 
say it like you believe it. My mind is renewed. Because that's where the battle is. My mind is sharp. Say it. My mind is clear. My mind is not doubtful. My mind is not blurred. My mind is not weary. My mind is not tired. My mind is not drained. My mind will not be blocked. My mind will not be tormented. My mind will not be controlled by the flesh. I refuse to let my mind be a spiritual control tower. My mind is not pop off. My mind is anointed. My mind is saturated. I have a ready mind. I have a pure mind. I have a peaceful mind. I have a willing mind. I have a mind to work. I have the mind of Christ. I have inspired thoughts. I have a good memory. I have wisdom. I have understanding. I have knowledge. I am not worried. I am not weary. I am not anxious. I am not confused. I am spiritually minded. I am in the right mind. My brain functions at its optimum level. Every part of my brain functions properly in the name of Jesus blood flows through my brain properly my thoughts are established God's law in my mind I think godly thought I think creatively I think soberly I will not be confused I give no place to the devil I refuse to be a spiritual control tower I yield to the Holy Spirit have your way Hey, Holy Ghost, I unpack my camel. Shout glory three times. Point number two. We're unpacking the camel, somebody. Tell the person next to you, position yourself. With initiative. Hello? Now listen to the word of Eliezer. Genesis 24 verse 14. May it be. Babe, something to drink. May, may, may it be that when I say to a young one, please let down your jar that I may have a drink. <laughs> Come on, that's my Rebecca. Thank you, Rebecca. (laughs) May it be that when I say to a young woman, please let down your jar that I may have a drink. And she says, drink and I will water your camels too. Let her be the one you've chosen for your servant Isaac. By this I will know that you have shown kindness to my master. Hello? In other words, may it be that when I ask to a young woman, somebody say equal opportunity. Say that I could believe. It says a young woman. Hello? That means any young woman. That means anybody could have fitted that role. 
Hello? But it took Rebecca because she had to do something that was odd. Hello? And sometimes you have to be an odd number in order to be number one. (laughs) Some of you missed that. Sometimes you have to be odd to be number one. He said, let the one who water my camels without prompting being the one. Do you know what that is? Somebody say initiative. Hey, position yourself by initiative. Hello? The only thing that Rebecca had was her jar and her initiative. Hello? Not waiting to be told what to do. That's all she had. And look at the door that was open to her. Hello? Listen. Always start where you are. Use what you can and do what you can. Use what God has given you. Start where you are and Jesus will open the door for you. And friends, that's how it works. God does not look for ability alone. He looks for availability. Hello? Let me ask you a question. Is God asking you to do something that seems to be odd to you? Hello? She took initiative in the middle of opportunity, yielding to the request of Eliezer, tapping shadow of the Holy Spirit. Hello? She took initiative. That is her yielding to what the Holy Spirit, so to speak, was doing in her life. And with her initiative, she solved a problem. Hello? I'm not saying that you won't have any problems because the camels are coming. And that the camels are here. Listen, what are problems? There's a dynamic of problems. What are problems? Problems are predictors. They will mold our future. Problems are reminders. They remind us that we are not self-sufficient. We need God and others. Problems are opportunities. They pull us out of our rut and cause us to think creatively. A wise person looks for opportunity in difficulties, but a fool finds difficulties in opportunities. If Joseph had not been Egypt prisoner, he would have never been Egypt governor. The iron chain around his feet introduced him to the golden chain around his neck. Problems sometimes can be blessing in disguise. Hello? It was a problem. She didn't know that the camels she was watering were actually going to be the camels that were going to transport her to her destiny. Come on, somebody. Problems can be blessings. They open a door we do not usually go through. Problems can be lessons. Each challenge will be our teacher. Hello? And sometimes what we do not learn by revelation, we learn by tribulation. God's first choice for you and me is revelation. Like the, there was a family that live in, used to live in Dallas, you know, back more than 26 years ago. And they, they loved my ministry. They always, when I was in town preaching somewhere, they, no matter what they had, they always wanted to be there. And they had a little boy. His name was Josh. And Josh was really stubborn. He always did the opposite of whatever you told him. But for some reason, he liked to be around me. 
So they were always happy when I was around. And so I came to their house before we were going to go to the service, you know, so we could go together. And Joshua's mom, Susan, was ironing her dress. And I heard him, I heard her clearly say, Josh, don't touch this iron. He said, why? Because it is up. And she went in somewhere in the house and it was not even two minutes. Guess what? Joshua was screaming. He touched the iron. She came back out. I told you not to touch this iron. But you touch it. So he stopped crying and then everything was fine. So I was going to the kitchen to get something to drink. And he said to me, hey, Mr. Gee. I said, what? He said, don't touch the iron. (laughs) I said, why? He said, because it is hot. (laughs) How many of you know the first time his mom, Susan, told him that that was information? But when he got burned, he got revelation (laughs) through tribulation. Hello? God's first choice for us is information through revelation, not tribulation. But we choose tribulation. Hello? There's no problems that everywhere. No one is excluded from them. Problems are solvable. No problem is without a solution. Hello? And as Christians, one of the core believe in our faith is resurrection. And I want you to understand that solving problems is a resurrection reality. Hello? Salvation, which is the word sozo, which includes healing, deliverance, wholeness, and all of that. Salvation was not man's idea. Hello? It was God's idea. And God being God, didn't wait for the problems to arrive before he went to find a solution. He found the solution, come on, before the problem arrived. He created the answer before the problem showed up. Come on, the scripture tells us in Revelation chapter 13, verse 8, that all who dwell on earth will worship him whose name have been written in the book of life of the, of the lamb who was slain before the foundation of the world. Hello? Glory be to God. And, and, and he, so God solved a problem before the problem showed up. He didn't wait for the problem to arrive. He didn't wait for sin to arrive. Come on. He figured out the solution before sin arrived. He didn't wait for sickness to arrive. He figured out the solution before sickness arrived. I'm telling you right now, looking onto Jesus, Hebrew 12 verse 2, he's the author and the finisher of our faith. And what God started, he is going to finish. Hey, hey, he started us, he started us Alpha. He is going to finish it as Omega. He is a savior, he is a healer, he is a deliverer. Someone asked, What was the greatest need of people in the world when the Messiah was born? Hey, listen, if our greatest need had been information, God was going to send us an educator. If our greatest need had been technology, God was going to send us a scientist. Hello? If our greatest need, glory be to God, had been money, God was going to send us an economist. If our greatest need, come on, was pleasure, God was going to send us an entertainer. 
Come on, but our greatest need was forgiveness. Therefore, God sent us a Savior. Hey, but he's not just a Savior. He is a healer. He is a deliverer. Glory better God. If you learn to yield tomorrow to the Holy Spirit in the middle of an opportunity, he will manifest his power. When Israel had a slavery problem, Moses was the answer. When Israel had a Philistine problem, Samson was the answer. When Israel had a Goliath problem, David was the answer. The world had a sin problem, Jesus is the answer. The camels came and Rebecca came riding on the back of the camels. Some of us are waiting for the camels to come. But God is wanted to raise some of you as camels in this hours. Somebody shout, I am a camel. Come on, somebody say, I am a power shifter. I am a glory carrier. I am the solution. To somebody's problem. Look at the person next to you and say, Barak. Rabah. Rababa. Come on, say Barak. Rabah. Rababa. That's camel talk. Come on, somebody. I am a camel. I am a camel. I am a solution to somebody's problem. Rebecca became the solution to Eliezer's problem. She took initiative with opportunity. She yielded to the Holy Spirit and she did not know that God was going to open a door. But through that, God opened up a door. She experienced the Rababa blessing. Come on, somebody. How do you unpack your camels? Come on, when the Spirit of God leads you to give, you give. Lead you to serve, you serve. Take initiative with opportunity. Hello? This may have, may have not been, the Bible says she was beautiful. But this may not have been her most beautiful moment. But it was her most productive moment. Hello? Are you ready for this? Next point. Position yourself by going the extra mile. Hello? First one was what? Position yourself by yielding to? How do you yield to the Holy Spirit? You take initiative with opportunities. Hello? When you're led by the Spirit. How do you yield at a stop sign? You slow down. You stop. And you give the right away. Hello? You yield by creating a landing strip. You refuse to be a spiritual control tower. You yield to the Holy Spirit, but also you take initiative with opportunity when God is leading you. What does that look like? When it's the Spirit leads you to dance, you dance. Thank you for your support. If you don't know how to dance, just begin to scoot around. Come on, somebody. If the Spirit is leading you to shout, you shout. Dance, you dance. Give, you give. Help somebody, you help somebody. Hello? She never knew that the camels she was watering were going to be the camels that were going to transport her to her next destiny, destination. She never knew, glory be to God. Hey, glory, you never know, you never know, you never know. So yield to the Spirit this year. Be sensitive to the Holy Ghost. Hello? Take initiative 
with opportunity as you're prompted by the Holy Spirit to do something. You know, there was a big conference. I think it was like in, in Texas somewhere. All right. There was a big, a big conference. And, you know, there was a lady in the conference that was prompted. All right. The lady was prompted. She felt like the Lord was telling her to do a card will. Now imagine somebody coming here today. Pastor Mark. I just really feel that the Lord is telling me to do a card wheel on the platform. Hello? Somebody said that's odd. Hello? And they let her do a card wheel. And as she did, there was a man in the back that ran to the altar. He was an atheist. That happened to drive by this huge conference. And he said, God, if you really exist in the middle of all these dignified people, I want a lady, not a man, a lady to do a cartwheel on the platform. Thank you for your support. Somebody shout yield. Yield to the Holy Spirit. You don't know. Come on. One step of obedience. With initiative and opportunity. You don't know the, 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 the ripple effect that it may have. Hello? She did not know that just watering camel, that seems like a stupid thing to do. Hello? Especially, you know, she was a beautiful. They said she was beautiful to behold. You know? If she was like one of those modern American beautiful girls, you know? Everything matching, eyelashes, everything, 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 everything. <laughs> what do you mean, bro? Haven't you seen all of this? You're gonna eye. I'm gonna water your camel. I had just got my nails done. <laughs> Hello? But she did not just water his camel. She, she, didn't just, she didn't just give him the water. She went the extra mile. That's the next point. How do you unpack your camel in this season? Position yourself by going the extra mile. She went, come on, the extra mile. Matthew chapter 5 verse 41. Whoever forces you to go one mile, go with him too. New Living Translation. If a soldier demands that you carry his gear for a mile, carry it two miles. Two miles. Back then, during the Roman Empire, any soldier could have asked any, any citizen to do something. And they were, by law, obliged to do it for one mile. Hello? Carry my helmet? Yes, sir. My sword? Yes, sir. My child? Yes, sir. For one mile, that was your obligation. But if you went the extra mile, that was your opportunity. Hello? So Jesus said, if someone asks you to go one mile, you go an extra mile. This is what she did. Hello? She went 
the extra mile. She positioned herself by going the extra mile. If Rebecca didn't do it, her destiny was going to turn into a different story. But because she went the extra mile, come on, she was able to unpack her camel. She could have just given water to the servant and stopped right there and got back home. That teaches us a principle. Your destiny doesn't, does not have to do only with the options that you have, but rather with the choices that you make. Hello? She went the extra mile. Listen, folks. Uh, those of you, most of you have a job. And you're working out there in the marketplace. We do a lot of teachings on the marketplace in the Far East. We haven't gone the last couple of years because of COVID. But here's what I want to say to you. The market doesn't care if you speak in tongues. Hello? When you go out, of, you get, somebody hires you, they don't care if you speak in tongues or... What they want to know is what do you bring on the table? Hello? There's something called the law of compensation. The law of compensation determines that the amount of money you're going to make is going to be determined by the ability to do what you do and the degree of difficulty that there is in replacing you. Hello? Here's the problem of the indispensable man. You take a bucket of water you put your hands on it and move it and take your hands out. Guess what? The water will fill back the gap. That's how indispensable you are. Hello? They will fire you on the heartbeat. Don't get it twisted. I know you've been working there for 25 years. Hello? The world system is a machine. They don't have feelings. Hello? But if if there is a degree of difficulty in replacing you, your value goes up. What does that mean? You can see this here with Rebecca. It could have been anybody else, but she did something that was difficult. One camel can drink up to 40 gallons a mile in 10 minutes. She had to do, there were 10 camels. She had to do 60 trips. Hello? She went the extra mile. She fit the mold. Come on, somebody. Hello? And she was selected. When somebody hires you and gives you a job, don't show up there and, and use your working time to go in the bathroom to do Facebook. Don't come late and leave early. And then when you lose your job, you come to church and say, pray for me, the devil stole my job. Hello? Thank you for your overwhelming support. We blame the devil for all kinds of things. It's like the lady who got up to told the pastor that she has a special and that she could sing. And the pastor said, okay, let's hear you sing. And when she got up and started to sing, it was so terrible. She said, the devil told me I cannot sing. And the pastor whispered in the front, in the front row and I said, well, this time he told the truth. Please don't raise your hand. That's not an altar call. The devil made me do it. Now that ain't the devil. Hello? Somebody gives you a job. Come on. You should arrive early. Live late. Do your job. Do other people's job. 
ask your boss to teach you everything about the job. Come on. And you become a, such an asset for the company that if the boss has to fire you, he's going to have to cry for two weeks because he knows 100%. Sure, he's sure he will not be able to find somebody like you. Come on. That's how it works. Go the extra mile. Go the extra mile in your service, in your relationships, in dealing with people. Do what is required of you and more. Be a generous person with your money, with your time, with your forgiveness, with your love, with your passion, with your mercy, with helping other people. Come on. That's how you get ahead of life. Come on. Your your destiny does not have to do only with the options that you have but rather with the choices that you make. Choose well. Tell somebody choose well. Somebody say choose well. Hello? That's the next one. Position yourself with your choices. Unpack your camels this year with your choices. Hello? Listen, because the choices that you make in life will eventually make you. Hello? The question then becomes, how do I choose? Hello? Do I stand by the well and start to water every camel that shows up? Hello? How do I choose? I guarantee you that if Rebecca went around and told her friend, her story to her friend and what happened, this is how my life changed. Come on. Somebody else was just going to say, let me go tomorrow to the well. And hey, They might have been doing the right thing, but with the wrong motives. Hello? This is very important. This story is all about choices. The text speaks about choices. Hello? Abraham had to choose. Eliezer had to choose. Rebecca had to choose. Choose well. Hello? Choose well. It was all about selecting glory, better God, a spouse. We just finished a marriage seminar. And even this morning I said, eggs are more important than omelets. Hello? And this choice is revealing to us the next thing. Somebody say, position yourself with with your standard. Position yourself by yielding to the Holy Spirit. Position yourself by initiative in the middle of opportunity position yourself by going the extra mile listen to this position yourself glory be to God by step by your choices position yourself with your standard Abraham had a standard hello what was the standard I don't want my son to marry on on any of them Canadian girls hello Isaac had a standard He believed what his dad said. Eliezer had a standard. He said, let it be that the first, the woman that comes by the well, when I ask her for something to drink, she does not just give me drink, but let him water my camels too. Somebody said, that's a high standard. There are 10 camels. They can can drink each at least 40 gallons in 10 minutes, she had to do at least 60 trips. Somebody said, that's a high standard. <laughs> Hello? People say, well, that's a, that standard is hard. Listen, whenever you put a standard at a high level, it makes your decision easy. Hello? Because you have a standard. 
Some people don't have standard. They just go with the flow. Come on, somebody say raise the standard. You see, when Goliath challenged the army of Israel, here's what he said. He said, you send down a man to come down here and fight me. So lower your standard. Come down here. Hello? Listen, if I have to go down to get a date with you, I can do that by myself. Thank you for your support. If I have to go down to get a cooked meal, I can do that by myself. Hello? Come on, refuse to go down. If a man says, you got to sleep with me, baby, before we can go, you know, I don't need to do that. Hello? I, come on, send a man down here. No, I refuse to go down. You come up. Come on, somebody. Come on, you come up in the standard of God's word. You come up in the standard of the Holy Spirit. You come up in the standard and the principle and the integrity of God's word. My camels are coming. I refuse to compromise. I am going to unpack my camels by raising the standard. Come on, somebody. Hey, one more thing about the standard thing. When... The, the, Jesus healed the woman who was bound for 18 years. The leader of the synagogue got angry. Hello? He said, she, she, she should not be healed on the Sabbath. He, religious people. He got all stirred up because the woman was healed on the Sabbath. And Jesus said to him, listen. You mean to tell me you can lose your donkey from the stall on the Sabbath? And that's not, that's not an activity. But this daughter of Abraham who was bound, think about what? 18 years? She's been sitting in your ministry, under your ministry for the last 18 years, preaching your boring sermons. She never even got better. And now you get mad because a tradition was... Put beneath a person. A person need was elevated over tradition. Hello? Let me tell you something about religious people. Number one, they are mean. You never be in attack until you get attacked by somebody that can quote Bible verse and they want to cut you with the word and they act self righteous. Number two, they elevate tradition over people. And the reason why they were always in collision with Jesus is because Jesus elevated people's need over tradition and custom. Hello? And number three, when the shoe is on the other foot, they don't pass the test. Because later you found that Jairus, who's a leader of the synagogue, when his daughter is now sick, he comes and begging Jesus, asking him to come to his house. Hello? So in other words, when is your child, anything goes. But when it's Abraham's daughter, you don't care that she's been sick for 18 years under your ministry and not getting better because Jesus show up and wreck the system and wreck the religious system. You all get stirred up. Hello? But I'm telling you, there's a revival that is coming that is going to mess up every religious system. Come on. There's a wave in front of my book. Do it again. There's a gigantic tsunami wave. There's a wave coming. You can take the surfboard of faith and ride it or it's going to crush you. Come on, somebody. 
Hallelujah. But what does that say here? When Jesus is advocating for the healing of the daughter of Abraham that was bound for 18 years. He's saying what? He's saying God has a standard for his children. Healing is God's standard for you. I wonder if Mr. Amen has left the building. I say healing is God's standard for you. Jesus is fighting the religious system so the sister can get her breakthrough. Come on, somebody. That's the standard. Remember now, he was 12. But because of the tradition and custom that he's fighting now when he's 30. Listen, his parents took him to the temple. But he slipped out of their hand. And they went on a day journey supposing that he was with them. That's what sometimes we do. We take the word in church and we leave the service. And we go on a day journey. We don't take it with us. Hello? Because we listen, but we don't hear. We hear, but we don't receive. We receive, but we don't meditate. Which are the four stages of spiritual digestion. They went on a day journey and realizing later that they left the word in the temple. And when they came back, glory be to God, to the temple, hey, and they got all stirred up because they left the word behind them. And the word started to speak back to them. Don't you know that I must be about my father's business? Come on, what kind of business? God is in the business of healing, business of deliverance, business of breakthrough. Think about this. He is 12. And how old is the woman that is sick right now? She's been sick. Not how old she is, but how long has she been sick? She's 18 years. So she was probably in the temple when he showed up. But the tradition and the custom will not allow the word to operate. The tradition and the custom limited the word. Hello? And now he's 30. Come on, somebody. 18 years later, he said, I'm coming back with a force. I'm coming back with the wind. I am revival. I'm going to crush your tradition. I'm going to be like a bull in a china shop. I refuse to allow tradition to stop me from bringing the healing power of God. Because healing is God's standard for his children. Breakthrough is God's standard for his children. Deliverance is God's standard for his children. I don't know who I'm preaching to. Oh, the camels are here. They're going to cross the wilderness just to get to you. They're carrying the gold. That's wealth. They're carrying the incense. That's the anointing. They're carrying frankincense and mirror. That's healing power, signs and wonders. They're going to cross the desert. There will be no limitation that can stop God's power for bringing about the delivery of his word. I'm here to prophesy it is miracle time. It is breakthrough time. It is signs and wonders time. My camels are coming and my camels Camels are here. I'll pack my camel by yielding to the Holy Spirit. I'll pack my camels with my choices, my initiative. I am packing my camels by going the extra mile. I am packing my camels. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Let me just bring this home now. We're going to pray. So, the man is watching her while she's doing all of this. He's watching her. That's what your Bible says. He's watching. Somebody say, somebody's watching. 
Not only God has a standard, but God is watching. The Bible even says that when the, the enemy will come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against it. God is watching. The man is watching. Hello? The man is watching. He's watching. You know, there was a kind of thief that broke into her house, somebody's house, and there was a parakeet in the house. And the parakeet said, Jesus is watching you. <laughs> the thief came around and he said, oh, that's just a parakeet. Jesus is watching you. And as he stepped out of that room and went into another room, there was a muscular rod roller named Jesus. Somebody is watching. When Abraham offered his son, we're almost done with the message. There's still, you know, it's many, many points, but we're going we're gonna to wind this down here. When, when Abraham offered Isaac as a sacrifice, and the angels stopped him and gave him that word, that Barak Rababa word. Hello? He said, Jehovah Jireh. And we know it as Jehovah Jireh, my provider. But actually, when you look at it in the Hebrew, it says the God who sees. The God who sees the need. Hello? Abraham called him the God who sees the need. He saw the need and he provided. Glory, better God. He's a God who sees the need. Jesus saw the woman bound. For 18 years, the daughter of Abraham, he saw the need. The man was watching her as she kept feeding, uh, giving the waters to the camel. He was watching her. And I'm telling you, God is watching you. The eyes of the Lord are going to and fro towards the earth. Looking for those who have a heart perfected towards him. God is watching you. He knows your situation. He knows your problems. And guess what? He's a God who sees the needs and provides for the need. Hey, as the man saw her, watched her, when she was done, glory be to God, he gave her a bracelet, he gave her a golden bracelet, he gave her a gift, glory be to God, and that was the beginning of a supernatural turnaround. That was the beginning of the manifestation of the Barak and the Rababa. Hallelujah. God is watching you. Somebody is watching you. They already have the network. They already have the connection. Glory be to God. All it's going to take is for God to make a bridge and a whole new world of opportunity is going to be open to you. Glory be to God. The camels are coming and the camels are here. Stand up tonight. The camels are coming. The camels are coming. They are here. The camels are coming. The camels are coming. The camels are coming. They are here. They are here. They are here. They are here. Unpack your camel. Unpack your camels. Unpack. 
your camels, they are here. Unpack your camels, unpack your camels, unpack your camels, they are here. The camels are coming. The camels are coming. The camels are coming. They are here. They are here. The camels are coming. The camels are coming. The camels are coming. They are here. Unpack your camels. Unpack your camels. Unpack your camels. They are here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Barak. Rabah. Rababa. Barak. Rabah. Rababa, they are here. That's kind of talk. <laughs> we are going to pray tonight. And I'm telling you, this word is a potent word. Everywhere I preach this, when I preach this in Italy, outbreaks of miracles in different areas, financially, physically. We are going to pray tonight. First of all, I want to give you, if you're watching, even on, I want to give you the opportunity right now. To receive the Lord Jesus Christ. To get things right with God. Very important. I like the story where John Wesley went to hell. He got there at the gates of hell and he asked the question. Are any Methodists here? They said yes. Any Catholics here? They said yes. Any Presbyterian? They said he asked a few more. Then in his dream he was taken to the gates of heaven. And they ask, he asked the same question. Are there any Presbyterian here? They said no. Any Methodists here? They said no. Any Catholics here? They said no. Then he said, who then is on the inside? He said, all those who have accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. All those who are born again. Knowing how to swim does not make you a fish. And going to church does not make you a child of God. To be a fish, you must be created by God as a fish. To be a child of God, you must be born again. Amen. I'm talking to three kinds of people. Number one, if you're here and you never ask Jesus to come into your heart, I'm talking to you. Number two, maybe you ask Jesus to come into your heart, but you're not sure today that if you die, you go to heaven. Number three, maybe you ask Jesus to come into your heart, but there's something that you're doing in your life, a habit. That is hindering your walk with God. Every eye closed and every hair bowed. Including those people watching at home. If you're in one of these three conditions. You say pray for me. I need to get right with God. I just want you to raise your hand. I want to pray for you. Say I want to receive that miracle of transformation. Anybody thank you. Anybody else thank you. Anybody else. Thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. Anybody else? Several hands. If you raise your hand, or you should have raised your hand, I want you to pray this prayer. Let's pray this prayer together with all the people who raised their hands. Say, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come before you 
I repent from all my sins and I declare that Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior. I receive the miracle of transformation. Transformation in my heart, in my mind, in my spirit, in my body. I will never be the same. Never, never again. In Jesus' name, amen. Tonight, I'm going to make one altar call. How many of you are believing God for camels? Raise your hand. How many of you feel called to become camels? Raise your hand. How many of you believe your camels are here, but you need to unpack them? See, so I'm going to do one altar call and we are going to pray. We're going to make some decorations. And then we're going to lay hands on people. We're going to believe God with those decorations. Not only we're we going to believe God for your camels, but we're going to believe God to unpack your camels. Come on. Amen. So, and we're going to believe God. Listen, the camel is here. If you need healing, when we pray for you, receive your healing. If you need a breakthrough, receive your breakthrough when we pray for you. So, everyone that, you know, if you in one of those conditions, raise your hand and I want you to step out of your seat and we are going to pray. Step out of your seat and come down and we're going to pray. We're going to pray methodically. Listen, come down. Service is not over. Don't go home yet. But we are going to pray. I believe something significant is going to break. Just stretch the line. Hallelujah. We're going to pray for everybody. Raise your hands. Raise your hands. Father, I, I believe you said in your word in Isaiah 60 verse 6 that multiple multitudes of camels shall cover your land. I believe that the camels are covering my land spiritually, financially, relationally. I believe they are coming. I believe they are here. I believe they are carrying the gold. That's the wealth. I believe they are carrying the incense. That's the anointing. I believe they're carrying frankincense and myrrh. I believe they're carrying the healing, the breakthrough, and the miracle. I receive my spiritual camels. I welcome my camel. And now I unpack my camels. By faith, I yield to the Holy Spirit. I unpack my camels with initiative. I unpack my camels by going the extra mile. I unpack my camels by raising the standard. I believe, therefore I receive the Barak blessing, the Rababa blessing in blessing. As I put you first, 
You put me first. I put you first in my devotion, in my time, in my money. You put me first in blessing. I receive the blessing, financial blessing, spiritual blessings, physical blessing. I receive favor with man, with God. I receive my healing. I receive my breakthrough. I believe it's mine now. I'm your child. You have a high standard, a standard for healing, breakthrough, miracles, signs and wonders. I receive it now. I activate them now. The healing is mine. The breakthrough is mine. This is going to be my greatest year so far. I receive favor with man, with God. Open doors, new money, new platform, new relationship, new favor, new blessing. In the name of Jesus, Barak, Rabbah, in blessing, I will bless you. In multiply, I will multiply you 10,000 million. I prophesy that tonight is your night. It's your night. I release it now in the name of Jesus. My wife and I, we're going to come and lay hands on you. And we just need some men to help us. We're going to pray for everybody. We're going to release it now. In the name of Jesus. You start over there. I start over here. In the name of Jesus. Father, as we lay hands on people, we declare the camels are here. The camels are coming. We unpack the camels. We release the gold. We release the healing. We release the anointing. In the name of Jesus. We release that Barak blessing. That Rababa blessing. We say the camels are here. The camels. We unpack the camels. In the name of Jesus. We prophesy. We declare the release of God's anointing. God's power. We say the camels are here. The camels are coming. In the name of Jesus. They are here. They are coming. I release the Rababa blessing. Breakthrough. Miracles. Signs and wonders. I pray for the your camels. Healing. Hey, show pray. The so camels are here. Rebaba, Barak. I pray that the fear inside. Hallelujah. In Jesus. Jesus. Please, I need somebody to go around with me. In the name of Jesus, I release that Barak blessing, that Rebaba blessing. Say so the camels are here. They are coming. I release it now. In the name of Jesus, I speak the blessing. The blessing. The camels are here. We unpack the camels. We unpack those camels. We unpack the healing. We unpack the wealth. We unpack the breakthrough. We unpack the healing. We unpack the wealth. We unpack the anointing. We say the camels are here. In the name of Jesus, we unpack the healing. We unpack the wealth. We declare the camels are here. In the name of Jesus, the camels are here. We unpack the healing. We unpack the wealth. We unpack the anointing. We say the camels are here. We're going to pray for everybody. After I lay hands on you, you can make room for somebody else. The camels are here. We unpack the healing. We unpack the breakthrough. The miracles. In the name of Jesus, the camels are here. They're coming. We unpack the healing. We unpack the wealth. We unpack the breakthrough. The camels are here. We unpack the healing. We unpack the breakthrough. We unpack the miracles. The camels are here. We release the Barak blessing, the Rababa blessing in the name of Jesus. The camels are here. 
We unpack the healing. We unpack the anointing. We unpack the Rababa blessing. In the name of Jesus. Oh, Rabba Shokarabatata. We unpack the healing. We declare the camels are here. We unpack the breakthrough, the miracles, the power of God. In the name of Jesus. Oh. In the name of Jesus, we declare the camels are here. We unpack the healing. We unpack the wealth. We unpack the breakthrough, the miracles. We say Barak for Baba blessing. We loose it now in Jesus' name. We unpack the breakthrough. We unpack the blessings. We declare that the camels are here. The camels are coming. We unpack the wealth. We unpack the healing. We unpack the anointing. We unpack the miracles. In the name of Jesus, we say the camels are here. We unpack the breakthrough. We unpack the miracles. In the name of Jesus, the camels are here. In the name of Jesus, the camels are here. We unpack the healing. We unpack the breakthrough. We unpack signs and wonders. In the name of Jesus, the wealth is coming. Oh, we release the power. We said the camels are here. The camels are here. We unpack the wealth. We unpack the healing. We unpack the anointing. The breakthrough, the miracles, and the signs and wonders. In the name of Jesus, we said the camels are here. We unpack the wealth. We unpack the healing. In the name of Jesus, we unpack the breakthrough. The camels are here. We unpack the breakthrough. We unpack the miracles, the signs and wonders, the wealth. In the name of Jesus, the camels are here. We unpack the breakthrough. We unpack the miracles, the signs and wonders. In the name of Jesus, we say the camels are here. We unpack the blessing. We unpack the breakthrough, the signs and wonders. In the name of Jesus, camels are here. We unpack the breakthrough. We unpack the breakthrough, the miracles and the signs and wonders. In the name of Jesus, the camels are here. We unpack it. Unpack the wealth, the anointing. Rubaba. Breakthrough. Thank you, Lord. We say the camels are here. Oh, God. In the name of Jesus, we unpack the healing. We unpack the miracles. We unpack the signs and wonders. Supernatural breakthrough. Oh God, strengthen him. We unpack the healing. We unpack, oh God, the wealth. We unpack the favor, the breakthrough, the miracles. The camels are here, they're coming. Barak! Rababa! Barak! Rababa! Rababa! Barak, Barak, blessing. Camels are here. The camels are here. We unpack the wealth. We unpack the blessing. The camels are here. We unpack the blessing. We unpack the wealth. We unpack the incense, the gold, the anointing, the breakthrough. Miracles, signs, and wonders. We 
unpack in the name of Jesus. We unpack the blessing, the breakthrough. Camels are here. We unpack the miracle, the signs and wonders. We unpack the camels in the name of Jesus. We release the power of God, the anointing of God in the name of Jesus. Breakthrough, miracles, signs and wonders in the name of Jesus. Breakthrough, miracles, signs and wonders. Breakthrough, Barak, Rababa. In blessings, I'll bless you. In multiply, I'll multiply you by 10,000. Breakthrough. Hallelujah. Touch of God. blessing of God, the power of God, the anointing of God, in the name of Jesus, we unpack the breakthrough, the miracles, hallelujah, now how many of you would say, I feel God is calling me to be a camel, raise your hand, that means that God's going to trust you with wealth, hello, hello, God's going to trust you with wealth. God's going to trust you with certain things. And the key is that you understand you are blessed. You're blessed to be a blessing. Amen. Come on, somebody. Why is it that every time there's a discovery of an invention, it's always somebody out there in the world? Yes, come on. Why is it that there's always somebody else out there? They tap into the frequency of God. And then they're able to generate wealth. But I'm here to declare that it's changing. Hello? Raise your hand. Father, I pray. Use me as a camel. As you bless me with gold, I will pass it along. I want to be a breakthrough person. So I can help somebody else break through. In the name of Jesus. I believe. Therefore I receive. Lord you told me everywhere I preach this message. You're going to do things. Supernatural things. And I come into agreement with heaven. I pray for the release of gold. The release of frankincense and myrrh. Lord this week. I pray for contracts. I pray for multiplication. I pray for finances. I pray for favor. Let this year be the greatest year. I want to read a scripture as I do this. Isaiah 60. Maybe you can put it on the the screen. Isaiah 60. Verse, verse 6 I believe if you can put that in the screen for me I really want I, want, I really want to pray with that 60 verse 6 
You got it? Hallelujah. The multitude of camels shall cover your land. Somebody say, my land. My land. That's every area of your life. My land. Somebody say, my land. My land. Spiritually, financially, relationally. Multitudes of, cam- multitudes of camels shall cover your land. The dromedaries of media. You know dromedaries? Those are the one with one hump. They can run up to 40 miles an hour. Faster than the Arabian horse. We're supposed to be one of the fastest horse. Hello? Somebody say acceleration. acceleration. Say it like you believe it. Acceleration. Say it again like you believe it. In the name of Jesus, I prophesy acceleration. That means that what people do in 10 years, it will happen with you, come on, in one day, in one week, in one month, in six months, come on. In 24 hours, Rebecca's life was changed. Somebody shout acceleration. Say the dromedaries are coming. Everybody stomp your foot on the ground. Come on, stomp your foot on the ground prophetically. Stomp your foot on the ground. When those caravans of camels got closer, you could hear the pounding of the sand. Come on. And I'm here to tell you, come on, tap, stomp your feet on the ground. I prophesy, not just the camels, but the dromedaries are coming. In the name of Jesus. All those from Sheba. Sheba came with 800 camels. They were carrying over half a billion dollar worth of wealth. Come on. Those from Sheba are coming. Come on. Those same, come on, they are coming. That types of camels are coming. Carrying extreme wealth. Come on. Oh, God is about to introduce you to a relationship with someone that has more money than they know what to do with. Come on. Those from Sheba are coming. What they shall bring? Gold. Somebody shout gold. Oh, my money is coming. Shout my money is coming. Remember that old commercial? I want my money and I want it now. Come on. Hey, my money is coming. My money is coming. The wealth is coming. It's already here. Jesus paid the price. It is finished. But now it's going to be released. Come on, somebody. Hey, I believe it. I receive it. I unpack it with my decoration, with my faith. Come on. So I can enter into my purpose, fulfill God's plan. Come on. Do the will of God. Wealth for souls. God said, ask articles of gold and silver to your neighbors, the Egyptians, and I will give you favor. I release favor. I pray for favor in the name of Jesus. Come on, favor. Some of us are praying for wealth. We need to pray for favor because when you get the favor, the money will come. Come on, somebody. I declare favor. Somebody shout favor. 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 Favor, favor, abundance of favor, rivers of favor. In the name of Jesus, it's my portion in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, incense, that's the anointing. Come on, somebody. 
Oh, the word Messiah means anointed, anointing and the anointed one. And Christ in you, the hope of glory. I believe the anointing is going to increase. Come on, somebody. It's going to break every yoke. Come on. A bondage. I declare that a new anointing is coming over you. Hallelujah. A fresh anointing is coming over you for miracles, signs and wonders and breakthrough. You're going to walk in a newness of power. Isaiah 40 verse 31 Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. Hallelujah. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. The power of God is coming over you to strengthen you. Oh, new strength, new anointing, new strength, new anointing, new wealth, new health. Hallelujah. Hey, come on somebody. Shout hallelujah. Shout glory three times. All right, you may be seated. Are you glad you came? I also want to give you an opportunity. You know, we have wonderful books out there. This book, this book is called You Too Can Be Used by God. Tell somebody you too can be used by God. You too can be used by God. This book, most of my secrets are in this book. I will encourage you to get it. This is a great book on transition. Somebody say transition. That's a great book. You will never outlive the message of transition. As a matter of fact, this book is one of our books that has also gone in a secular world. You know, we have people, companies ordering this, you know, in, in New York, in other places, in Singapore, in Malaysia. And then this is the Evangel Cube. The Evangel Cube will help you share the gospel in five minutes. You can just say, can I say something to you? You're in darkness, separated from the light. Jesus down the cross for you. He was buried for three days. He rose on the third day. He created a pathway for you to go to heaven. He rescued you from hell. Today is your decision to either stay in the darkness or be in the light. Amen. Amen. So all these are available. This, we have MP3. Somebody say MP3. MP3. You know, we don't have CDs on our table on this trip, but we have MP3. You have 10, 12, 9 messages in one USB stick. And you can put them in your computer or in your car. Most cars don't even have uh, a CD player anymore. And this message is called Get Unstuck. Get Unstuck. Amen. And stay unstuck. Become the best version of yourself. Powerful, powerful teachings out there. Uh, uh, you get something substantial. But anything you buy on our table, also, you, it's it considered to be a donation to our mission. I want to show you a little bit about what we're doing right now as we're supporting uh, people right now that are working in the Ukraine. Why don't you go ahead and show, show that video? Um, Hi, Yaroslav and the partners. Happy Hanukkah, Samaya. Nice to see you again. And you can see a lot of people here in this hall. These are leaders from our congregations. And also you can see a lot of blue packages on the floor. Uh, we packed them uh, with a lot of stuff, food, um, some... You can see also a lot of Other items. Uh, we prepared presents for people from our 
different congregation. And uh, here there are a lot of things you gave us, you sent us, and we want to thank you for such a great presence for Hanukkah. We want to um, to say thank you for everything you give us, and we appreciate it a lot. And we also are going to send a lot of uh, supply to the front lines, to the soldiers for the New Year's and also for Christmas. We want to support them and to say them also that you are with them and you are uh, helping them. So thank you and happy Hanukkah again. This was and then you can see this, this video that they just sent to us. Um, these people, they minister to wounded soldiers, to soldiers, uh, to refugees, and and even people in the front line. Uh, they're not showing this because these are like special forces here, uh, the unit that they have reached. Um, can you can you can you show that one? Is it read the read the the uh, the. the Допомогу і дякуємо за те, що підтримуєте наших бійців, які ведуть зараз нерані бій в цій часі війни. Амен. So anything that you're giving right now, we have this dead, we've done other projects, but now we're dedicating the sales of all of our product to send it. We've been supporting them. We show you a minibus that with the help of our partners, we're able to buy. And now we have a new challenge, you know. They ask us, they're trying to, to get 100 generators to like 100 churches because in many places they don't have power, especially on the east. And we've committed to purchase 15. They run about 5,000 apiece. So even if you bought everything on our table, that's not going to be able to even buy a generator. But how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? All right? So I just want to encourage you to share the vision with you. Amen. So not only you get substantial teaching, but you help us do something significant in the world. Listen, whether you're for the war or against the war, the gospel still needs to be preached. Amen. Soldiers are getting saved. We're getting tons of testimonies of, of God's miraculous work doing, uh, God's miraculous hand at work. Uh, you know, amazing testimonies. They're getting them electronic Bibles and all of that, and they're getting saved. Amen. Praise God. Pastor Mark, I want you to take it now. God bless you. Thank you for being here today. Amen. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. Amen. Amen. Well, we're going to honor God and we're going to be a blessing to the ministry there. So if you came prepared to give tonight, let's give. Sow seeds into the ministry. Amen. So there's envelopes right there in uh, the seat pockets in front of you. Or if they put up there for as far as giving by your phone, you know, if you have all that set up, which is what I'm going to do here. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. Thank God for his grace and mercy. We've been challenged, but glory to God, God's going to do good things. Amen. Hallelujah. We just believe that with all of our hearts. Glory to God. Amen. Let's, so let's get ready to give and to sow seeds and to allow God to be God in our lives. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. All right. You know, glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. I have to make sure I do it right, guys. So hallelujah. Amen. Father, we honor you today. We thank you for your grace, your mercy. We just thank you for all that you have done. And we believe the word of the Lord. Father, we yield to the Holy Spirit. And we're going to position ourselves to do all that you have us to do, Father. Because you're such a great God. You are such a mighty God. You're such a holy God. 
And Lord, thank you as each one purposes in their heart to give and to sow seeds. Lord, I just thank you you're going to cause increase to come into their lives. Lord, we thank you that we're sowing good seed into good ground. And we thank you for it now. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Ushers, go ahead. Let's wait on the people. Go ahead. Let's worship God. Hallelujah. Well, glory to God. We love all of you. Be blessed, all of you that hung with us watching. Glory to God. God bless you. We'll see you guys on Wednesday. Be blessed. You're dismissed.